Hi, and welcome to The Toongoons, the podcast in which we take an adult and critical perspective into the world of cartoons and animation and analyze how they affect the pop cultural landscape at large. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki. I'm Nina. And I have the heart of a human, but the body of a tooch. I am Tooch Man. And we are back for one last job Aww, to talk about Devil Man Cry Baby. We back, son, for oh, this just man. one, just this, just this once, just oh, this man. one time, just for the one that. time, just this oh, once. I miss the Tooch punchline because even like the last few episodes, you weren't here, so it was just like I'm Nikki and I'm Nina, and pfft, there's nothing. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to listen to those. It was way too awkward. I'm very sorry. It's okay. That's fun. That's fun. They were. You know, honestly, they're not canon. Oh. Um, <laughs> Toon Goons GT. Yeah, they're guidance chapters. Um, yeah, so yeah, we like here's here's the 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 straight poop because um, I couldn't think of a better way to say that. Straight poop. Um, all three of us independently got really into Devil Man Cry Baby. We were all three of us were talking about it on Twitter. I actually don't know if I was, but I was seeing the you two talk about it on Twitter, and I'm like. This seems like a very all all three of us miss this show, and this seemed like a very organic opportunity to come back and do one last job. Yeah, um, I don't think you were talking like, about it on Twitter. You only talk about media you don't like. Yeah, you usually <laughs> be, don't be mean to. Okay, okay. That thing you said to me, uh, I'm sorry on Twitter. The the last thing you added me at Twitter was not uncalled for. Completely true and completely deserved, but the meanest fucking thing you've ever said to me. I love you. I'm sorry. I know. So, yeah, yeah, like, so just to put get this out of the way first, like, we're happy to be back in in the seat doing uh, Toon Goons again. This is not going to be a regular thing. This may be an irregular thing that we do every once in a while when there is a show that, like, we're all really passionate about and want to talk about, but... So, um, so get your networks to broadcast media specifically that we will like so that we'll talk more about it on the yeah, internet. like really like, like hyper-fixate on it. And yell at it four everyone. four times in three different languages, like. <laughs> I, lo- like yeah. I love Devilman. I was, I mean, I, I was the earliest one on this shit because I actually like read the, like read the manga, hashtag read the manga, but like, uh, so I, I can't Every now and again, media comes along where I'll finish it and go, that was some of the best shit I ever saw in my life. Never want to watch it again. That is... Mm. I knew every story beat that was going to happen f- gutted me, fucked me up, and not really? just because I was on edibles, but that probably didn't help. No, dude, totally. Like, I I was expecting to be more destroyed but I again, I knew what was going to happen a lot of the times. Not that I wasn't emotionally affected at all, because I was. I got a little teary, but I, I I wasn't I wasn't really crying. I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, like I I didn't cry. I was just gutted. Yeah, like I and finally I know. Too. I, I know what gutted means now, because it's just like I was hol- I was a shell, just like. Oh. Yeah, it's a classic. Like wow. I feel empty and broken inside. Great, cool. I've the world you know, is doomed. I've always preferred and sought out like positive, uplifting media, and like I've you know I've, I've never like judged anybody or been like why what the fuck do people like sad shit so much like uh, like but I've never been one of those people that seeks out sad media when I'm sad. Like, I get it now. 
Because it's like, especially because I went into this knowing what I was in for, so, like, I came out of this going, like, I feel utterly destroyed and just atomized, but, like, in the best way? Like, in the best way. I just, like, I I can watch it so many times because I missed a lot of shit the first time around. It goes so fast. That's true. I could probably watch up to episode eight... Seven or eight, I can watch up to that. That, like that finale, I can't. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I was gonna say like one through one through six, you can watch again. Seven through eight, you gotta be uh, steeled for. I don't um, know. Like, I guess I'm just really used to tragic shit. I tend to like it. I guess I don't know. And I feel like it's one of those shows where you kind of have to watch it all in one. It's like yeah. Modica, where it's like you can't just stop. You have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you can't just watch the first 10 minutes of Rebellion over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went back and rewatched all three Monica movies after watching Devil Man because I was like, huh, you know, I forgot <laughs> that this comic was written in the 70s and it must have inspired all these assholes. And then I looked it up and it did. Pretty much every tragic gay story you can think of in anime was oh, yeah, the, the ending, by like Devil Man. Like, because now that I finally saw the finale of Devilman in color and not in the black and white manga, I was just like, oh, it's, oh, this is End of Ava, or End of Ava is this. That's what I thought was so cool, because, like, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, director of- Ano? Ano, yeah, Yeah. Hideki Ano has said that, you know, directly cited Devilman and Go Nagai as a huge inspiration for Ava. And then, when you also made it- he went back and cited Ava, so it's like a full circle. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, it's just it's just a big it's just a big auteur circle jerk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this is beautiful. A, bi- a, a big a big horny sad boy jamboree. <laughs> but yeah, Gen Urobuchi, Gen Urobuchi, you know he he said in, in interviews that the dude who created Madoka and other stuff, he said in interviews. It was him reading Devil Man as a young lad that made him realize that the best stories are bittersweet ones. Huh. So you have Devil Man to thank for everything that man's ever made. Um, Man. And also, Berserk Guy, clear, obviously, oh, is yeah. very inspired by yeah. N- Nagai. <laughs> yeah, did Devil Man, like, Berserk... Berserk, I would probably put up there just as much with Devil Man, but like my not issue, but the difference for me for Berserk is uh, at least with the manga, it's much more long form. Mm-hmm. So uh, if Devil Man was ongoing, like hell, like oof, like well, woof. well like, he was also obviously inspired by like Violence Jack and yeah, Devil yeah, Man yeah. Lady and all the, and the guys more gross 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 because the devil man manga actually actually is pretty tame no yeah you know, no yeah i think that, it's gonna be saying. bad I've, but there's I've, no sex in it there is I've, not a single sex man speaking of speaking of sex and devil man and evangelion and comparisons uh freaking akira's akira's like nut scene way yeah, harder exactly than shinji's <laughs> with that shot with the hand and yeah. sperm it was like the same shot. oh you think you're fucked up <laughs> Anyway, we should backtrack a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's go back a bit. So this is Devilman Crybaby, the most recent adaptation of the seminal manga from the 1970s by um, seminal mangaka Go Nagai, who is um, the grandfather of a lot of subgenres of manga. Um, mm. He says that he um, was the 
first guy to do a shonen series starring a female character. But uh, that was Cutie Honey, so I don't really think he should get any props for that. Well, that's a magical girl. He was the first person to do, like, superhero magical girl, like, Sentai magical girl, before he even, like... Yeah, shonen. Shonen, you know, female-led shonen. I wouldn't um, say shonen. It, it's more like Super Sentai, that, like that. That's how he called it. Oh, yeah. well, I, I guess I don't, that makes I don't sense. know much. I don't know much about the manga Cutie Honey that like he pitched it with, but like the I I really like the original '70s anime that they made with his pitch because yeah, it I was, love that anime too. It was super toned. It's super toned down and goofy, and it's cute. It's I like so it a lot. cute and goofy. I love it because it was on, it was on TV in the '70s. It couldn't be horny. Yeah. I kind of want to. I kind of want to watch the the Devil Man, the the goofy shonen anime now. Honestly, I've tried watching some of it, even in the Japanese. It's too is it goofy. is it just is it just not? It's I mean, just too much for me. I kind of like schlock though. It's mm, I don't know. I mean, I'll give it, a I couple episodes it goes down well. But hey, man, I like Mecha. Uh, it's true. Speaking of, he yeah. also in, pretty much invented proper Mecha. He, yeah, he, for some reason, he was the first guy to go, like, hey, they're big machines. What if a dude was, like, inside there driving it? And everyone was like, oh, duh, God. Instead of just sitting on its shoulder. Yeah, like, instead of having a little boy drive it like a fucking RC car, like a ty- Tyco, <laughs> Tyco RC fucking just a giant man. Um, yeah, no. And and even then it still was a little abstract because it wasn't just a <laughs> cockpit, it was a motorcycle that leapt into a small George Jetson looking ass like escape plane that docked into his head and he steered it with the motorcycle handles. I love it. I I watched the the Chibi special, the Gonagai Chibi World. Oh, I've seen like, stuff from that. It looks cute. With, it's so cute with the crossover of Devil Man and the the Mazinger Z people. Any, and it's like, oh, the chibi robot. Ah! A- anybody who wants a really good, just like continuity enclosed, quick OVA of like classic Gonagai Mazinger Z without having to watch really old janky anime or looking for bad manga scans, uh, the Mazinger OVA is like. A short as like a reasonable number of episodes and it has a lot of classic moments and characters and villains and the art style is like to a t just on model gonagai art style except for obviously the new mech that they put in that one it looks very different it's very cool the mazen kaiser but yeah it also has all the classic robots and stuff so if you got anybody want to check that out but do it in that that two-faced villain is very oh uh, yeah baron baron ashura uh, awesome. And then if you want a longer and a, a longer version of Mazinger Z that's like more fleshed out, kind of like, like in a way the Devil Man Cry Baby of Mazinger Z because it it follows the same rough premise but like adds a whole lot more and like Baron Ashra actually has like an origin story. It's uh, it's called uh, Shin Mazinger Z The Impact. It's like 26 episodes. It's on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll oh. but it's like very standard def. Uh, so mm-hmm. honestly just fucking get a Crunchyroll subscription and then pirate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, go to, and then obviously he also invented uh, the horror. Not he invented horror, but like this particular <laughs> brand of sexual... no one was scary before Gona guy. I believe it of sexual horror, um, manga horror, sexual manga horror. Yeah, he got uh, really like exploitationy BDSM like uh, peeing you know, with... whips. <laughs> Women uh yeah with his own ca- 
like like violence jack is basically him torturing and murdering all his ocs it's really kind weird of. it starts it's violence jack is weird because it started off in a shonen ma- magazine so like the first volume is violent but only because it's a natural disaster it's like a horrible earthquake and it's killing people and it's just like people trying to survive this horrible earthquake it's, it's kind of like a light barefoot gen without the political Mm -hmm. history behind it and then it like flashes forward and it's like okay let's start murdering more better cutting people's arms off and sticking them in onto little nubbies and have them crawl around and having ladies yeah it's 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 a lot (laughs) and like and like devil man also has like moments that are like a lot but like they're they're very few moments they're few and far between and they they're framed in such a way where it's like you're supposed to be shocked. It's not supposed to be like, look, I look what I can do. Like, it's more like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to get onto the crybaby specifically, like my first impression of the show, like me, me and and my boyfriend uh, queued up on Netflix. He's like, well, everybody's talking about this, and it's Masaki Yuasa, who I love. I yeah. love him to death, and I love everything everything that he's made that I've seen. We did. I we, love did it to death. we did an episode of Ping Pong, right? And to Tommy Galaxy. Galaxy. Oh fuck! And he has two and movies talk- coming out this year. I'm so excited. Yeah, and we've you know we talked about his Adventure Time episode, his Space Dandy episode. We like fans of this show should be uh, familiar with Masaki Iwasa. Very yes. Um, so you know we queue up Devilman. Like I know that like Devilman was a thing, like a a seminal manga, but like not something I was. It's something I'd heard about from Tooch. I remember. You know, Tooch talking a lot about going to guy, especially when he was doing his other uh, mech, when they were doing their other mecha podcast, um, me- Mechtrospective, talking about Mazinger Z. And, like, like I remember you mentioning, Tooch, about, like, I couldn't remember if it was Devilman or Violence Jack, but one of them was, like, really gross and exploitative. And I actually texted you being like, which one was it? Yeah, yeah, um, it was Violence. It was, yeah, it was Violence Jack. Yeah. He was like, so. Don't watch those LVAs. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, God, I didn't even know yeah, so, there were LVAs. Yikes, yeah, so uh, Vincent and I, you know, queued it up, and we got to the end of the first episode, and I, and my reaction was, and, and we're we're gonna get into what happens a bit, hmm. um, but my reaction was, first reaction was like, I'm not sure I'm gonna stick with this, because <laughs> that was a lot, and I and I, yeah, I didn't like it, okay. um, I I didn't like to watch it, um, because I mean, even though you like, I don't know how water? much we're gonna go like a. A point. Well, that's the thing is that like historically, like you talk to you know to Nikki is like, what does Nikki like? Nikki likes body horror, but it's and like that's and not Nikki what I like dislike. Psychosexual to... body horror. Yeah, you think is like yeah, Nikki, you love Silent Hill. It's like yeah, I well conceptually, I can't fucking play it. I've been trying to play it for like seven years now. Um, but it's like what it was is it's I mean, it's the the club scene mm. for anyone who's yeah from, you yeah. Know, yeah. That yeah, that club scene is even crazier infamous. in the manga because Ryu just threw that rave in his basement. <laughs> it was a oh, wow. broken down house. Yeah, uh, the the thing about it is that it's excessively violent. It's excessively sexually violent, which is like a little hard to get down sometimes. But yeah. it's also like it's a kind of violent that's like really cruel. It's yeah. like it the, like I, there's a lot of I can stomach violence pretty easily. Um, in in most contexts, but like it's just like just exceptionally cruel. What everything that happens in it, it's like a lot of 
um, you know, ostensibly innocent bystanders getting really wrecked in really gr- grotesque, gruesome ways that the camera really lingers on, you know. Yeah, as, it, it, like, it, 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 it's it, a hyper-violent show that, like, any other ex- any other exploitation thing usually skirts around that by not dwelling on the violence. Not, like, they don't actually dwell on the violence, you know? There's just a lot of it happening. But Devilman, like, like no, you're going to care about these people, and then you're going to watch them suffer, and then they're going to die, and you are going to be emotionally attached to these corpses in a way that, like, most other, like, slasher movies or, like, any kind of, like, grindhouse Other exploitative flick, anime. There's just, like, body counts, yeah. and you don't really care. But here, yeah, like, it's you almost feel like, each like the death, antithesis. You you understand what's at stake because it's, it's so like the antithesis to like the Avengers movies, especially mm-hmm. the second one, which yeah, I think yeah, were pretty yeah, yeah, notorious yeah. for its like for like excessive body counts that like the movies like really hoping you don't notice. Whereas like this is like anytime some anytime some Hollywood action movie has like some big like interstate highway chase scene and like. SUVs and minivans get crunched. I'm like, those are sold to like families for housing for driving all of their kids around in. Yeah, those have built-in DVD players. They were watching Peppa Pig. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like and like those movies. It's like you know you don't think about that stuff. And like one of the things that that this show does is like really dwell on like the casualties of of this shit and like make you really like not just like conscious of it but like if you're like me sick no yeah like yeah like like it it's so much of this is like difficult to watch like there's that there's the bit on that like airplane yeah we get uh, yeah tram and then there's the penultimate episode honestly like i wasn't as immediately repulsed i guess um I found that Yuasa's style tended to soften a lot of it. That's another thing. Way. Like that, that, that's something like it, that I, I feel like people don't. T- I'm sorry. You finish your thought. No, I mean it's like it, like the famous the scene where the first girl gets possessed. You know, it's a very famous scene. This is the manga. It's in the OVAs. It's done a lot of couple different ways. Her boobs turn into mouths. Right. That's very gonna guy. Very gonna guy. But the way Yuasa does it, it's cute like it's really cute like some of these monsters are kind of cute like the scene where akira is like akira is like first on patrol and killing those monsters after they're eating that guy and there's not that one guy who's like hey man how's it going and his head gets cut off like it's it's weirdly comedic because he has such a cute face yeah the 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 demon gore the demon gore which i think is like I don't know if it's most of the gore. It's definitely like half of the gore is demon gore. I would say it's most of it. Yeah, in the beginning. And like they after the after the like the cup. There's like the three three bits I mentioned. You know, the club scene. The the club scene is the, the most po- intense. I think. Yeah. The club, yeah. The club scene and the 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 begin the, the the like the first two and the last two episodes. I think have the most human body count. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The um whatever whichever episode has the, the shit with Akira's parents at the airport. Like that's that's rough. <sighs> Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the, the penultimate episode, which I don't even want to talk about. I don't even want to talk about in, in passing until we, like, really dig into it. But, yeah, beyond that, it's, it's mostly human uh, – it's mostly the demon gore. And pee-pee. the demons have – they pee-pee have pee-pee blood. blood. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a really good tweet that was, like – that was basically, like, like – 
being of two mindsets of like <laughs> they made the blood yellow to like soften the like to, for better censorship and soften the gore and then the next response is just like lol Akira's covered in piss <laughs> oh he's eating pee pee <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it doesn't help that he's like getting his mouth all up in these demons he's, and like he's a, gnawing he's a sad on them. Baby boy. <laughs> uh, so many people worked so hard on this show. No, and that's it. It's be, like it's great and like <laughs> it's it's so hectic and like it, it it's got all that like that all that frantic like animated on fours action where it's all crazy and it's like. All every single in between looks like a child drew it with her non dominant hand, but in like I a love good it. way. Uh, like yeah. just like, uh, everybody needs to stop making those screens, sh- those stills, and be like, "Oh, look how bad it is!" And it's like, "Shut your stupid face!" No, this is how good it. Like, that this is how the first good it is. Not how bad. Before I saw it, it was like everybody's getting mad about shit being on model, and this is legendary director uh, Masaki Yuasa putting this drawing in his show, and it was like. It was uh, the the scene in the first episode where he reaches uh, Rio out. shoot shoot yeah he, he's got the coat and he shoots up the uh, the dock and it's like the coat is so big I want that coat so bad so but little. I know it's like three thousand dollars probably but I like a lot of people were complaining about the coat I, I mean part of it was like Devilman fans were like his design is different and it's like well he you know they're playing up the angel thing he he looks like a Christmas but angel with that stupid like, fucking like, coat. He look- in the 1970s, 1970s Rio is what passed for, like, a Samarmi Way Too Pretty Fuckboy, and this is what a Samarmi Way Too Pretty Fuckboy looks like in 2018. Yeah, a like, Korean boy band front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a coat that's kind of similar to that one that I found in the thrift store that is, like, a Korean... It's a, that it's is a Macklemore coat. <laughs> it's the nicest piece of clothing I own, and it's kind of like this Rio coat. And everyone's like, is... oh, why is his pants all baggy? And it's like, because it's... Because that's the style. Have you ever that's... seen harem pants before? Fucking God. <laughs> These people don't know fashion. Not like Rio. <laughs> Not like Rio. Not like my, be- the... my best buddy Rio. <laughs> oh, it's my best friend Rio. How the hell you been? <laughs> I need, like, I look. Man. <laughs> Se- second Toon Goon's comeback, the OVAs. <laughs> I, no. I uh, love the OVAs. I haven't the, actually watched the first... them. Oh, they're so good. Well, the first two ones I really like. The third one is um, adapted yeah. from a different manga, like a spin-off manga, the yeah. Amon manga. So it's kind of got a different style. And it's also just not as good, though it has some moments. Um, I love the animation in the first two OVAs. It's very high quality yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, that, the see, that, like, I feel like the OVAs and Crybaby are like two ends of the spectrum. It's like if you want, if you want really good like on-model shit, then you go to the, the those OVAs are, are really good looking. Um, they are, but the animation is a bit more stilted and kind of yeah. like, and th- that's more to the age. Slower, but it, it has scenes of quality. They they yeah. ch- pick and chose their budget. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean. I, I saw I like a like super cut of the first. I, I mean, like even the good animated moments, like you can kind of like see the momentum of the movement. Whereas, like this, Yuasa is very frenetic and very fast. Yeah, you know? it's a very totally different philosophy entirely. But if you I, miss the sideburns like I do, you have to watch the OVAs. Yeah, no, I, I ju- just today I finished a Devilman Crybaby drawing, and I just put those fucking sideburns on Rio. No one can stop me. He needs those pointy burns. Gr- granted, though, they're not really his. Like, literally every every shonen manga artist in the 1970s was giving everybody... Every mecha pilot from the 70s and early 80s had those exact same sideburns. Koji Kabuto of Mazinger Z had those sideburns. Ryo Nagare and Getter Robo had those sideburns. They're yeah. good sideburns. I love them. 
And then Akira had like contrasting. It just worked in that. Yeah, know, he had the like he had the looser, flutterier sideburns. He had the little bushy sideburns. Yeah, the little poof balls, the little truffle trees. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. It's it's me, Akira Fudo. How bad me be? <laughs> how bad me cry? <laughs> I cry all the time. See, <laughs> so, yeah, characterization is a little different. Actually, quite a bit different, I would say, across the board in this new version. Episode uh, yeah, episode one, like, Akira is one of our. I would put him in the echelons of the, the Toon Goon's precious baby boys. He's such a good baby, <laughs> and he's yet, so but he also jerks off in the living room <laughs> in the family computer. The well, family. it's it's a family computer of a family that's not technically his, yeah. and also Christian. Worth noting, very Christian. Yeah, I was like exceptionally devout Christians. <laughs> Uh, there was a bit like when we first saw the parents, like, I, like, leaned into my boyfriend, Vince, was like, he, he's white. Yep. Yeah, oh, me too. I was white. like, uh, oh. Oh, he, oh, you can tell he's, he has, because he has facial hair that's not just a cop mustache. <laughs> that's how you can tell he's white. <laughs> His blue eyes. Um, but yeah, even. The fucking, the fucking, like, so on the nose symbolism of the Last Supper oh in the god. background. Oh my god, yeah. I think I was like, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Because that was not sold on the show yet. Yeah. No, no, no matter what, it's so goofy. It's very goofy. It's super goofy. I mean, it can't not be. It's stupid. But it's also sad. <laughs> it's stupid as hell. Yeah, I mean, because here's Much the like, thing. Like, I'm like, devil, man. Like. Yeah, and the fact that, like, I think it's such a nice touch that in this show, the original anime, the original Devilman anime also does exist. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Because the original anime is very different, so I can understand people not... Because in the original anime, it's just a superhero show. Because Gonagai actually, like, wrote the idea for that with the Tohei people. Sure. Before he started writing the manga. Reluctantly, I'm sure. Or, you know what? I don't know. Maybe he just maybe he just wanted a paycheck. No, they, they approached like the him. They're like, because he did that manga Dao, um, what was it? Uh, Dante? Yeah, Demon Lord something. Dante, which was Demon basically Lord proto devil man. And they were like, hey, we want to make a TV show of your, your devil Dante character. But, um, well, uh, we want to make it we want to sell toys. for ages of audience. Can you sell so, us toys? And Gonagai was like, boy, can I ever. Underpants. Made, Step one, underpants. <laughs> underpants. I mean, Salamence owes a lot to the original Devilman design. Oh, <laughs> what a good boy. So, you know, they made that show, yeah. and it's basically just, like, Akira's fighting demons and protecting Miki. It's very, it's very He-Man, actually. Like, there's, like, a little castle, like, go and defeat Devilman! And, ah! <laughs> I, I honestly, like, send, okay, but now that I've gotten my, now that I've gotten my basically perfect, like, adaptation <laughs> of the original manga, and the manga is getting localized by Seven Seas, it's coming out in Yay! May, get Five on that for shit, the first please. time ever in the West. Never before have you been able to read it outside of scanlations. I, I kind of want them to, like, I kind of want, like, a really solid shonen of the 70s Devil Man concept, but also I want Ryo. He doesn't, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have to be secretly Satan, but I want Ryo. Uh. He wasn't in the original concept because Gonagai hadn't written him. Ryo's really interesting in Gonagai's writing process because he... Gonagai, when he was writing Devilman, he was very intense about it. Like, he had a lot of ideas. It was very important to him. He was writing Mazinger Z at the same time, and that was his, like blow off steam project where he wasn't really yeah. trying very hard yeah there was there was an arc 
that mirrored the Devilman Turtle, but instead <laughs> of like the 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 souls in the turtle's back, the enemy robot just tied people up to his arms and legs and body. And, Mas- <laughs> and like Koji, like Koji, like doesn't even put two into goes. Koji like tries to punch him, and somebody <laughs> just like smunches under the fist, and he goes, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he was writing Devil Man. He was he's like, "Okay, so I, I came up with this idea for the show. Like, what if I do this devil thing myself? But I'm gonna make it edgy, cause I'm gonna guy." And then he's writing the first couple chapters, the first volume, which is. Such a bizarre piece of literature, if you've ever read it. That first volume of Devilman is... The pacing is so crazy. Because of Ryo, his motivation is so inexplicable and hard to point, like, to nail down. It's like, who is this guy? Why does he do? What does he want? What is his deal? We will never know. Which, frankly, I, I got a lot of that from watching this show. Like, I, think, I feel like it's worth knowing, noting. Uh, both of used twos have a much um, like came into this knowing a lot more about what Devil Man is and what Gona Guy has done. Whereas I went into this almost completely blind. Yeah. I knew I knew nothing useful about Devil Man. But Ryo was even more up and down in the manga because he would cry and then he would kill people and then he would get sad and then they would have a really gay man hold their hands like i believe in you i don't want you to die i don't want you to die either like it was a way more emotional and melodramatic and up and down whereas the rio and crybaby is a lot more consistent he's always kind of cold and always kind of shitty the whole time yeah he's inscrutable he's still inscrutable but in a but you're right in a very consistent way that like i'm sure that on a second watch would be like all right here we go yeah, yeah. but actually go guy when he was writing the manga he intended to kill rio off after that huh. after the sabbath and be like well this is the first sacrifice to devil man the the, the horror the horror of the devil man and then later he what, was like, "What a weird one-off, crazy character that would have been." Just like, yeah, who, he, who's this weirdo that just says all this weird shit and then dies? What the fuck? <laughs> yep. But that's why in the next chapter, like, smash cuts to something completely different, and then he doesn't address Rio for a while, and it's like, "Oh yeah, maybe I should bring this dude back." And he kept writing when he talked about writing Rio's character. He's like, "I never, I did not know what this person, why I kept this guy around." Something told me to keep him around and keep him doing shit. I didn't know Satan. what he was for and what his point was. And then, you know, he had to backtrack and rewrite a lot of stuff. And I, th- I think that's the beauty. That's the beauty of serialized, ongoing narrative storytelling. Like so many people, like so many creators and like new creators who haven't like really dug their teeth into a personal project. And like, there's so much fear about like missteps and stumblings and not knowing exactly what you're gonna do like boy just fucking go for it and you can fix shit and sometimes it turns out that that was the best thing you could have done yeah because i everyone fucking loves rio (laughs) the twit rio you know it's one of the best twists in manga even though it doesn't make any fucking sense it's such it's such a deus ex whack job writing decision but like you know what why at that point in devil man why the fuck not that's the great thing Diabolos about Diabolos Ex Machina. <laughs> That's the great thing about Crybabies because it's it's getting to make this with the retrospect of being like, okay, how do we 
make this make sense. Let's rewrite this whole thing. Honestly, I like I like I believe that like I believe like this is the first time I'm actually learning that he didn't know from the jump what he was doing with Rio. I 100% believe it. But part of me was like, no, yeah, I I did kind of buy it at the time because it's like Rio yeah, did sense. seem because like Rio himself always seemed to have trouble grappling with his own motivations and where his loyalties were and like he never even like is towards the middle there he like didn't he didn't really know why he was doing what he was doing like some unseen force was like just affecting him he was and, so contradictory on the one hand yeah. he's like we got to stop the demons but on the other hand man humans are dumb ha 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 and akira's like yeah what what is with you? It's like Rio, like Rio had these, mo- Rio kind of had these like unspoken moments of like, why the fuck am I such a sociopath? Like, <laughs> whereas this Rio is a lot less, because he doesn't have as many emotions as yeah. the manga Rio or the OVA Rio. He's not as fully rounded as a person. He's a lot more distant and close ma- off. Manga Rio, manga Rio had more written emotions, drawn emotions. <laughs> Not so. Not so much. I'm so sad. I'm so sad that in newer editions, and I think unfortunately the editions coming out of Devil Man, Gonagai did go back and update a lot of his older, clunkier art, and I'm so sad. We can always find the, the old one. This is this is like a um a reference that I'm kind of ashamed and feel gross to be making on this podcast, but like I've seen some of those scans from the original manga and like the almost like inscrutable comedic timing of it. Yes. It's like so far ahead of its, it's time. My father it's died. Like, it's brilliant. And it's and it's like <laughs> Again, I feel weird making this reference, but it's like I get vibes out of, of Sweet Bro and Hella Jet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why are these two weird men talking this way, and why are they drawn so bad? Well it's really so just real because like Akira makes sense. He's like He's wants to help his friend, and also he's scared and doesn't want to die. Rio's the one that's like going all over the place, being like, "Haha, my father died. I'm all alone. Put on this bit. Oh, that was the one thing I wish they had dead. Okay, so Nikki, so in the manga, put on this mask. In, in the in the manga, Rio like Rio tells the origin story of the demons being like these prehistoric creature, these weird prehistoric creatures, way earlier, like in the very first chapter. And he's like, "We found this ancient artifact that you can put it on, and you can see the demon, the history of the demons, and this big, giant, stupid." stone demon head and there's like three panels of, like, of, of Rio lowering it reluctantly onto Akira's head and he's just like put it on and he's like I don't wanna I guess the guy felt like he needed some way to prove to Akira the demons are real but oh like you just could have had demons shown up and then it's like oh yeah demons they're real oh, um, but so any- did you guys notice that in the, uh, in the subtitles on the Netflix show for like the first three or four episodes, they used devils and then changed it to demons. Well, they also did it in the dub too. They said devils a lot. I don't know why. Well, I think because like I, yeah. I mean, I, I assume they used like, Akuman. We, yeah, we, we we we. I paid attention to whenever they used Akuma. Akuma. Yeah. yeah, they used Akuma a lot, which is the which tra- is a Japanese word which translates to devil, but it's not the devil. It's like devils and devil. Yeah, it's like and devil. Yeah, and that's 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 it, it's it's funny like devil in itself is almost like its own especially when they, when they get into the when they get into who's a quote unquote devil man like devil man like devil is replacing hue really cuz it's like that's why <laughs> that's why de- that's why it's not devil lady it's lady devil man 
like, and then yeah. regardless, <laughs> regardless of gender, if you are, if you have the body of a demon but the heart of a human, you are a devil man. Uh, and I, I kind of appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I appreciate. It's consistent. like a weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, one of the characters that they kind of well, they didn't cut. She cameoed in Crybaby. That that weird lady with the like the oozing pustules that was in that human lab they showed for a second at the end. She yeah. was like a minor character. She was the first second devil man. Um, yeah. She had more of a role, but I think she was just like way too similar like to Miki uh, on on a yeah. surface level. So I, this, I guess they just this... cut her. What I liked about this anime is it added new characters. Um, yeah, and I they, liked them. I liked them. It helped round things Who's out. New? And it changed the themes of things a lot. Like, the yeah. focus of this show was a lot different from the original focus of the manga. The original, Who wasn't in the manga? Miki. and uh, Miko. Miki second was not in the manga. Okay. Neither mm-hmm. was Koda. All right. Um, the, Koda was who again? The, the runner boy? The runner boy. Uh-huh. The... Okay. The, the rappers were obvious. Yeah, they were not. <laughs> there, there were there were thugs, um, in it, and they they did do a lot of similar things in the manga, but they didn't take that form. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole shit with the whole track and field thing was not there at yeah, all. That like, was new. as that, as that as, shit as was soon, so important. As soon as the plot got going, they just didn't go to school. <laughs> yeah. No. And and, and and this, you know, this anime that gave Miki a lot more. To yeah. do, they gave her a lot to do, but yet. They... But her personality was Sh- totally shot. I the manga, the manga Miki is the best thing about Devilman. Manga, she the, is. So she good. is the the least problematic character Gonagai has ever written, and he like that was really? one of the first he ever written, and he never did that good ever again. She. Yeah, I, I've seen that 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 excerpt from the manga of him of her like beating the shit out of attackers <laughs> while sarcastically yelling Akira help me yeah cause like in the beginning like she <laughs> like her. in the beginning she like she shits all over Akira like you're such a pee- like basically like you're such a pee- baby pee boy like why don't you get some guts and it's like okay in my mind as I was reading it I was thinking like he's he's gonna do like the thing where he he gets his powers and he's a big dick show off to impress Miki and Miki will be like eh, I miss the old Akira but like he no comes she's to like you are so hot now and immediately picks the fight and she's like yeah yeah, Dude, it. you're making me horny. <laughs> like, but I love yeah, this. Which is like that was the thing in the uh, in the second episode of the show, which is like I had a little trouble swallowing at first. It's like okay, everybody's horny for Akira because he broke a door and ate too much at lunch, <laughs> but, and also and he, his dick is canonically huge. And he well, I mean, here's the thing: is that he glowed up so good. <laughs> like, um, like first of all, his eye makeup is so on. Oh, it's yeah. great. Um, his chin yeah, he, sucks. Got, I don't like his chin. <laughs> he he's got that like a build of men that I like a lot of just like muscular, but muscular not but not huge. Lean. Not a beefcake. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Bruce Bruce Lee. It's Bruce. Yeah, it's yeah. Bruce Lee. It's what it's my favorite. More tan. Um, but like, yeah, Miki was such like she would fight and like there was this moment in the manga that I always stood out to me where like she, you know I don't know what the fuck Akita is doing but they're getting like. You know, this gang of dudes is going to, like, beat her up and is threatening to assault her and whatever. And she's, like, pulls out a knife that she carried with her and is, like, takes the stance and is, like, not going to let these dudes see her be scared. Even though she's obviously terrified. And it's, like, man, Miki, you're so cool. Um, even this, even the scene with Gelmer and, like, the water, that whole scene was different in the manga. But she was, you know, it was her undressing in her own house. 
even that, even though it's like objectifying, whatever, it's like, oh, high school girl, let's see her ass and her tits. The way that she's written is so delightful because she's like, she looks in the mirror and she's like, man, I have great tits. And then looks at her behind her and is like, I have a good ass too. Hell yeah. I'm hot. This is great. I can yeah, stupid. It's the, it's the, like, it, it's the best constellation you can make in the exploitation genre is to, like, just, like, it, yeah. Embrace sexual I mean, also, positivity. Also, like, all, every man who ever perved on her died, so that's alright. Like, they were, they were definitely painted as villains. But in this show... I was gonna say, except for Akira, but, like, wait, no, him. <laughs> but in Sorry. this show, Miki needed to be more saint-like, I guess, because she had to be, like... yeah. I mean, I, I feel I feel like she threaded the needle pretty well in the manga. She was still like yeah. a nice girl. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, she could I, still I, be I get what you're s- nice without being a complete saint. Yeah, um. yeah, I get what you're saying though, because like I, I feel like a lot of the um, the more uh, rougher sides of Miki were kind of transferred over to this new character of Miko, which like as someone who's because only both seen Miki. Wait a minute, guys. Miki. I mean, <laughs> but and even as somebody who's only seen. Um, Crybaby, it's like, I cannot imagine this story without Miko. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it adds a lot. I mean, and it, it gives Miki more as a, I mean, even though, like, yeah, her character is not as spunky, like, giving her a friend is important. And, like, having another female character yeah, mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, she, she is she is way better than the other female character they cut. Definitely. You know, she's not, more not interesting. That I, not, that I disliked, not that I disliked her, but also I don't remember her name. Uh <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Miko, like, adds a lot. Like, her and Miki's par- relationship is this nice parallel to Akira and Ryo's. Um, and also, like, it just adds more dimension to the story. You know, it, make- it makes it less the Akira cries all the time show. Yeah. Um, God, he was, like, honestly, like... Uh- that that's one of my that's one of my things is like when I when I when this was first announced I was hyped for it and like you know mm-hmm. the, the the director made me <clears throat> confident but just like I I I was scratching my fucking head about the title and yeah, then I because immediately got it and I was like oh my god I love it it was a great addition because like in the manga there was this little bit in the beginning where it was like man Akira you were the crybaby from elementary school ah! but in this way in this show. Yuasa totally, like, recontextualized and was like, no, like, Akira needs to still... Because in the manga, he's kind of a dick after he transforms. Yeah. Like, he's a totally different person, like, unrecognizably so. And here he still gets to be the same sweet boy. And yeah, He's just physically unrecognizable. And yeah. even hornier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he's still, like, he, he still has the empathy, and, like, that's... Because that's the end, like, the entire, th- like, the entire theme of the show is empathy. And love and compassion. And what happens to us when we lose that? Whereas Nagai yeah. was like, war... N- Nagai made a horror story where the horror villain was war. Yeah. And that's what the horrifying, you know, the the, the it, legacy yeah. of terror was the war, you know? Yeah. And it's not, it's definitely not a lesser message, and there's still themes of that in Crybaby, and like, and like, there... I did miss some of the more, like, direct points of, like, here's how modern society fucking sucks and will destroy itself. Like, and, I, you know, I dug, the... that's what I dug about it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Or the but cycle is... where it's, like, God was bad and then Satan did the same thing that God did. Like, they, they didn't really, like, spell that part out because that wasn't really I didn't even remember that. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like going into this podcast, I'm like, man, I wish I, I would have had some time to read like the manga or watch some of the other stuff. But more than anything, I was like, man, I wish I actually read Paradise Lost in high school. <laughs> oh, I, I tried. You don't need to. It's dry as hell. I like that you, you aren't familiar with the source material, Nikki, because most people watching this have no clue what they're getting themselves into. And it's, I, a, it's important perspective it, to keep in um, mind. Yeah. My, my boyfriend and I like were like, Oh yeah, you know what? I think I know what's gonna happen, and we were completely wrong. We were like, Rio's gonna have to kill Akira because he like loses himself to the Devil Man shit, and like that does not happen even a little. No, bit. no. that doesn't even like they didn't even toy with that. No, I don't know where we got that idea. Um, because the beginning you, like, they sort of set up that it could have been a risk, you know? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because because yeah. like most because most people do get overtaken. It, like yeah. Devil Men are rare. Hmm. I lo- man, I love how many- I love all the devil men at the end. Yeah, that's I love the great. cat. Oh, I love the cat. No, that actually that that's a uh, that brings me to a point I've been meaning to bring up for a while. Is that like I did like this show, um, but I will say that like I did have I, I liked it as a whole, but I felt like there was a lot of problems with it that like really it kind of like really bugged me. And the show for me didn't click until like the last four episodes where it goes really hard. I mean, yeah, that's like, the, that's essentially yeah. the third act of the story. This really is something that you take as a whole and not piecemeal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because like, if, I, I feel like if taken piecemeal, there's a lot of, I actually think there, it had a lot of problems structurally and technically in, in terms of its storytelling. First of all, yeah, the cat, like how does the cat become a devil man? Where does the devil in the cat? I mean, Anything can become a, a devil can merge with anything. Devils, they're not, they're formless beings. So the cat was starving to death. So it's very likely, because they weren't feeding the fucking cat. So I don't know. It's very likely that the cat got merged. Like the devils just sort of come and they merge with living yeah. beings. So, you know, okay, whatever. Because um, what me and my boyfriend were saying was that like, we both felt that there was like, Maybe an ep- a non-contiguous episode's worth of stuff that the show maybe needed to explain just a little bit more to fully click, at least with us on, on our yeah, watch. Yeah, I agree. Also, there like, were bo- some... Both of us were, were going in blind, knowing basically nothing about Devilman. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could, like, it's been, a, a, you know, a couple of weeks since I've watched it, but I could rattle some of this stuff off. Sure. Like, um, uh, what was the bro- little brother's name? Taro. Taro, like... His, like, transition into being a devil man is, like, he just, we see him in one in one episode, and he just is one, and I feel like it's something that, like, a 30-second, like, little scene was necessary. Well, if you um, actually pay attention, the bi- <laughs> all the devil men in this series- Jesus Christ! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mr. Toon Goon, I gave you all the clues. I'm sorry, but if you pay attention, all the devil men, they have green mouths. <laughs> You see the cat. They're all Eddie characters. You see the cat meow at one point, and the inside of its mouth is green. You see Taro talking, and he has heavy eyeliner, and the inside of his mouth is green. And you're like, did Taro always look like that? I saw, <laughs> I saw the eyeliner. I thought that Taro was going through a phase. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that Taro thought the Devil Men were cool, and was like put on eyeliner to to um I, imitate. I, them. I feel like I feel like the like the. The in passing nature of how quickly devil like de- demons were popping everywhere. I I think that was just sort of to show like oh, it's becoming an epidemic. Like anybody could fucking be a devil man. Yeah. Um. But I. Um, yeah, but I, I. I feel like it's. It probably is. It might be a cultural thing because like you don't know anything about devil man, but like Japan sure does. 
Yeah. So like, you, yeah, that's the thing. And, is that, like, and things went I feel very like to fast a Japanese audience too. To a Japanese audience of frankly any age, because it's such a cultural staple over there, that they can do a lot of stuff that's um, taken for, for as red because yeah. it's Devil Man. Yeah. It's like how you know they don't do it here, but like you could make a Spider Man show where you don't have to explain fucking anything about Spider Man yeah. or how Spider Man shit works, mm-hmm. and like an American audience would just get I mean, it. Pr- that was I'm pr- still that was waiting much for the them last to one. do. Oh, I haven't seen Homecoming. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they, but, yeah. they don't do Uncle Ben. They they, they, don't. they put all that. They put all that shit in the Avengers cameo. It's either. just him like having fun in Queens. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty yeah, great. It's, exa- um, one thing that I think was pretty egregious, and this is maybe more than anything a fault of character design. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The, yeah, yeah, you know. What I totally I'm agree with about. you. Yeah, I was so confused yeah. the first time I watched it. I was like, "What? Yeah. Who, who is this okay, person?" Okay, so there's the 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 one rapper boy. Yeah, the really cool rap song to Miko, and it's like, hey, we, you know, essentially, like, I like really like you. We should go out, and then like they go to the Sabbath, and he, not super explicitly, dies. And then the net, the first scene of the next episode is a completely different character who kind of looks like him a lot. Yeah, no, I thought they were the same fucking character. And they did introduce yeah, I, that dude in the first episode, yeah. but I forgot about him by then because yeah, so I forgot much shit about happened. Because I thought he was the throwaway. Yeah, I was like, oh, they were talking about this track and field dude, and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not paying attention to that right now. There's too much shit going on. I completely agree with you. He looks way too the same. Yeah, that was it. Was dumb. very it confusing. Looked way too similar, and the fact that he re- really enters the story immediately after the very similar looking guy dies. Yeah. And like, cause they have basically the same hair. And like the, th- the thing that like, we know that like becoming a devil man changes your physical appearance. So within the logic of the show, it's very yep. possible, possible that they could be the same person. Yeah. And it takes a while to like get a handle. Like, no, this is a different. And then guy. I'm like, who is this guy though? Suddenly everyone's talking about this guy. Even Rio's talking about, I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, I, I don't yeah, remember that, this that, person. <laughs> Because, like, for the rest of the episode and the rest of the show, they talk about him like we've always known this dude, which, I guess, if you pay very close attention to the first episode, which is hard. Because it's a lot going on, yeah. Because it's the first episode of a Masaki Yuasa show. Mm Mm-hmm. I I went back and, like, rewatched Tatami Galaxy, and, like, having watched the whole thing, like, the first episode is, like... So it like goes down so much better. It really does. You that's what Tommy Galaxy Blood and like, the first episode is like okay. I don't understand anything that happened. Yeah, that's what I said when I, when I talked about it, having watched it more than once. Like, yeah, it's easier to understand what's happening when you watch. That's also why I watch this show so many times. Is because it is Yuasa and his style. He doesn't explain a lot of things. He kind of just things just kind of happen. And since there's so many characters, I was like, I. I what is, I, I had to I watch like, it. I, I, I like that uh, anime culture has finally replaced the Naruto run with the Devil Man run. <laughs> that yeah. was a good. That was. It's such a good like like when 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 Akira started doing it, I'm like okay, and then and then Miko did it, I'm like oh, so this is just oh, all right. This is just how they run. <laughs> this is the optimal way for their bodies to go. All right, sure. I mean, because it was such a Yuasa run cycle. Oh, I was like so. Good. <laughs> like oh my god. Just like, oh, man. I don't have bones right now. I mean, I have a few complaints with the show. It gets really dark at some parts, and you can't <laughs> fucking see shit. <laughs> I had to turn the brightness all the way on, and I still couldn't tell what the hell was happening during that whole fight with Celine. And I'm like, why, Yuasa? Why? You're so good at colors and shapes. Why would you make it so dark and gray? Like, I can't see it. 
what you're animating. Why? Why is it? Why is this a scene out of the first Alien versus Predator? <laughs> can't see a ding dang thing. Um, also, sometimes the soundtrack got repetitive. Um, yeah. And one scene in particular, I was like, "What?" Uh, well, which uh, one? The one again with Celine in the sky. Uh, with the, I forget what the music the fl- was. For that. With the, not the music. It was the oh. the fl- the rape flying, and I was like, "What? Oh. What? What? Huh? It was so out of character and so unpleasant. It was like, why are we doing this? I don't understand." Yeah, yeah that that was that was a little that was a little bad. Because uh, that was completely oh. added for this, and I don't. Yeah, like they they the, the manga did not have the subplot of Celine just wanting to fuck him real hard. Like No. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Well, she kind of You'd think that getting the guy would have done that first round based on no, at least what the I The only know thing about sexual about the original Devilman was that there was boobs everywhere. Yeah, her tits were out. Well, um, everyone's tits were out at some point, but even Akita's ass was out quite a bit, but because that was the thing in the original manga, he did he lost the pants. Whenever he transformed, he was just completely buck ass fucking naked. Yeah, um, I like how I like how fuzzy this Devil Man is. Yeah, he's really fuzzy. Um, oh, yeah. uh, w- one other thing that I felt like just didn't fully uh, land was um, there was a scene where Miko's in an apartment and there's like her, the rotting corpse of her grandmother and the hand from the rapper boy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, when? This feels like we should have talked about this two or three episodes ago. Yeah, yeah probably. It took him a while to finally reveal what happened to that guy. It did. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was just, like... It happened enough where it was, like, really distracting, where there was, like, shit that would just be there that I felt needed at least a little bit of establishment before we could, you know, yeah. be where we were in the show. Because it was like, did um, she eat him? Like, why was his hand there? Like, did she bring his cork? Yeah, yeah that, that... Did she kill the grandmother? Did she just let the grandmother die? I mean, like, obviously what? she... I mean, the grandmother thing doesn't bother me that much, because clearly they didn't have a good relationship. But the stuff with Cocoon did, because we, we felt for that guy, you know? Like, he, he was a... We liked, we liked, him, liked a him a lot. He was a good rapper. He was a good, sweet boy. <laughs> Yeah. All he did the, was help the his rapper dad. boys were all great boys. They're all great boys and great rappers. Yeah, I mean they were also all professional. Nice. This is like ra- the first anime in forever to do this. They're all professional rappers and one be- professional beatboxer. Like were hired to do the voices for those characters. So that's why they did uh, such a good job cuz they were I, pros. I like that in the like I like that in the dub that they they just didn't even translate the dub. They just kept their original rapping in it. Yeah. Like they just subtitled it for the dub. Yeah, I guess it's like Oh, cool! That I I do dig that. Yeah, I like how the the subs were like we'll rhyme it when we can. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's what I thought. Like I saw that I saw that the subs rhymed sometimes, and I was like, okay, so maybe they dubbed it. But then, uh, no. And then a friend of the show, uh, Alex, watched Devilman, and uh, they watched the dub, uh, and they said that, and they said that um they, they still rapped in Japanese, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. cool. But also, uh, when you finish. Uh, like certain episodes, I want you to go back and listen to the subtitles so you can hear Rio's very good English. Uh, oh God, Rio's English, and like Rio's English sounds like he sounds like that guy from Twin Peaks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and like apparently that I don't want to dunk on him too hard because it's like it's it's legitimately it's it's, it's the vocal equivalent of the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. It's like almost perfect. 
Apparently that's well, I, I've appara- heard Jeff- apparently that say you did live in LA for a little bit, so that's why he that. was good enough to speak yeah. it for that long. He was real good. Know. He was real good, but it was he, still he was pretty good. Very. You still had an accent. Take it took yeah, it takes I, you out of I've, it. Yeah, I've heard. I've also heard other Japanese actors speak English in the same way. Like the um, the uh, there's a woman in Shin Godzilla who's like supposed to be like yeah. racist. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was not as good as that. Yeah, it's, it was worse than that. And again, it still has that quality of like it sounds like you were speaking backwards, and then they reverse it, so you so it sounds like weird speaking oh, forwards. I, I thought it was I thought it was a really bold choice for them Very to bold. have that entire pivotal plot twist speech in English. Yeah, and have him I, act in English. Yeah, for like three minutes, like I was like, oh word, they're just doing this in English. All right, it's actually funny in the Spanish dub, which I've been watching. Um, they do, the English parts are in English, but the regular parts are in Spanish, and the English is much better, because, uh, I guess the Spanish yeah, actors like are much better speaking language. in English. It's, it's e- it works really if well. If your first language is Spanish, it's easier to speak English than if your first language is Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. It works, just, it works really well in the dub. I like it in the Spanish dub. I like it a lot. Spanish dub is very solid, I have to say. Because you were saying in, in the Discord before we started, like, it's so melod- it's so, like, hyper-dramatic, which is, like... In a way that, you know, Spanish-speaking people are just naturally more capable of doing. The stuff with the parents worked a lot better. I felt the English dub with the, the turtle scene wasn't the best because the actress playing the mom wasn't really selling it. I'm like, uh. that well. And I was like, lady, your husband is murdering people and is going to murder you. Can you actually sound scared? Like, some, some, somebody take the somebody take the Spanish dub of Devilman Crybaby and like cut dramatic scenes in it like a telenovela, or even like in in the dub in the English dub they're like mother father because again Kasan Tosan right. it's two syllables but in English nobody is like says mother father, but in Spanish you say Ever. mama papa ah it yeah. works way better you know. Anyway, recommended. Spanish dub. It's also you can also listen to the French and German dub on Netflix if you want, which I'm thinking. I don't know. It's cool. Why not? You in for a penny, in for a pound. Just let's just <laughs> let's just cry in every language. <laughs> Hooray! You want to watch Devil Mensch? There's actually De- a, De- there's actually a lot of Devil, scenes. Devil Mensch. Devil Mensch. There's actually a lot of scenes I noticed Hello, where Devil Mensch. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. A lot of Go to jail. scenes where. Um, you're not, there's not a lot of lip flapping going on, which makes it actually really conducive to being dubbed, which I guess makes sense yeah. considering this was intended for Netflix and they were going to do this wide multicultural release. So it's like, oh, I wonder if that was part of Yuasa's yeah, plan. So it's kind of got that, um, that, uh, that, uh, Cromarty high school quality where there was like no lip flaps so they can just do whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Cromarty High School is like as the lowest budget animation, but weirdly the most organic dub. One of the most organic dubs I've ever heard. It's one of the best by far. Oh boy. Uh but yeah. Go watch our Tunkins episode on Cromarty High, please. Please, it was good time. I watch Cromarty High first. Like, like two, two here. In one of the episodes that was just me and Nina, like at the end of it, I'm like, you know, fuck it, I want to go watch Cromarty High. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it was about. But... It may have been Yuri on Ice. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, so I actually like we're um we're trying to keep this episode more focused. Yeah. You know, we've been, we've we'll been be going, the, we'll, we've been going an hour. We can 
Good luck with that. I mean, I'm, I don't know how yeah. good I mean, we well, with uh, that. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm trying to, like, move us towards the conclusion. Yes, right? the please, last, do it. The last act of this show, which is when it really started to work for me, because, like, yeah, you... for me personally, I was compelled enough to keep watching through all of it. Like, after the first episode, I'm like, this show is on probation. If it makes me feel as bad and gross as that uh, Sabbath scene did again, I'm, like, maybe gonna bounce, which I, you know... If it did, I feel like it would have been fully justified. Totally, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's intense. the thing. I have recommended this There's show weird... to no one. No, I have not. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I have to one person, but I around the sh- and I was like, yeah, it's like gross. you, you have to know that fucker. You have to know that person yeah. to recommend them Devil Cause, Man. Because I feel like there's been kind of a doo doo discourse around this about like the nature of like hyper violence and hypersexuality and like the context and like the ability to stomach it and like whether or not it's okay. There was a Tumblr post that got passed around about like, this person who was like I, that was the most horrible thing I've ever watched I can't believe I watched 10 episodes of it and I'm like and I saw a lot of people like you know it's totally okay to disengage and I'm like why didn't you fucking why didn't you stop after the first episode yeah, yeah. like you don't it's have like, if you to hated, watch it like, like why did you anyway um, so this starting with episode 6 when everything starts getting really bad is when the show started like really coming together for me there was a lot of like really excellent set pieces um, mm-hmm. the dad agonizing over killing the son and wife that was so that was too long but like on purpose in a good way like oh exactly exactly you stole the words oh my god that was so amazing because like it took your breath away that kind of scene in most media he would have been like point the gun agonize point the gun again shoot they did that cycle three or four times of him like point the gun fucking have a complete screaming breakdown over this very difficult thing he's trying to do. And he tried again over and over again um, until the uh, the coward pigs sh- gunned him down. That's another thing I like about the show <laughs> is that all the, all the cops were coward pigs. Yeah. They were complete pieces. Uh, although that, that was both the most realistic and unrealistic part. And then like, I mean, I don't know, Japanese police. If that was American police, they would have just shot those kids in that store. Yeah, yeah. They would have just shot those kids to death in the store. But like, I love all the all the all the cops, all the troops, complete coward pigs. Love that. Um, um, <laughs> but I'm like, but yeah, that that scene was so intense was and so, so good. Intense. And exactly, it's like it it spent three to five times longer doing what it was doing than anything I've ever seen doing that that kind of scene. And it's like. Really powerful stuff for showing, like, how, like, you can think you're pro-ice as much as you want, but when you're put in a position that fucking difficult, you, it's so hard to rise to the occasion. It's, and you can try and try and try, but it's just, that was the hardest thing by far that that man was ever tasked it's with It's that doing. zombie yeah. apocalypse and, question of, like, if your loved ones get bit, can you do it? And it's like, you know what? No. Of course no. you fucking can't. No. Of course That's, you can't. No. It's the same thing with, you know, the, the kind of fiction that, the kind of, like, power fantasies that we've built around about, like, zombie apocalypse fiction. Everyone's like, oh, I could do that. Like, don't worry, babe. If they if you get bit, I'll I'll cap you in a second. Like, no, you fucking won't. <laughs> First of all, you guys will have died six months earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, like, you're not, nobody is as brave or as cool or as level-headed as they like to think that they are mm-hmm. in moments of panic. No. And, like, 
and the reality, like the like really crushing reality of that scene, like stuck with me, and I'm sure it stuck with everybody who watched this show. It's so powerful, and it's yeah. like, in, and it's I've never seen that shit before. Because in the manga, uh, Miki's whole house just like dies at the same time. Like they, the mob raids Miki's house, and they're all there, and they all basically more or less die at once. Miki's the last one alive still, but like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's all in like a few pages. Yeah, but. You know, the, the, this was interesting because you got to see this camp and like this rescue camp and and just like what it was like outside and yeah, like because like you don't get it, it's such a switch of like a, a, part of me had to like part of me was trying to think about like maybe this is actually like a bad critique, but it's like their house and immediate neighborhood seemed fine, but then like some indeterminate distance away was like a no man's wasteland of like martial law and it was really d- disparate yeah i hadn't thought about that but that does seem well, like i think it's just like if you at leave the very your least house. a plot contrivance yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and on one hand like on one hand that might be like a critique but on the other hand it, it made me think about this idea of how like your country could be burning but if you're not on fire everyone else seems crazy Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I mean, yeah, definitely that, and also like, and the source material they, did they, rush they, it too. Like, it just kind of yeah, yeah crumbles. And, oh, I, I think Miki's they time family was living in a, a lot more. They did. Yeah. Miki's family was living in a more like suburban residential area, where it's like that no man's land where the dad was. That was from. Shibuya. That was a, that, yeah, like that was Shibuya. <laughs> that was Shibuya. It's <laughs> like, oh my um, god. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, um, and, and that's what the, the whole like third arc. W- third act was really about and, and like to me that was like I guess the most enduring theme of it like was that this show was in many ways about humanity's um who's the bottomlet- real monster yeah there's like yeah humans the real monster but it's like the this like extremely stark portrayal of humanity's almost limitless capacity for cruelty yeah it's very nihilistic view it's nihilistic, but like I feel like there's a truth to it to the idea that like when hu- when people are scared, yeah, how, l- when like, the, the other way that becomes they react. a demon, you know, we demonize others, you know, and there's a lot of yeah. emphasis, and, and this show particular emphasizes what it means to be an other and what it means to create others and create fear around others because the show has these very heavy queer themes. Like the oh, yeah. the parallel of being a devil man and being gay is like there almost was one to devil, one. There's like like at Multi- like one explicitly gay devil man like. And then there's that whole coming out scene, which plays out, pat like beat for beat as like a coming out scene where, you know, Akita is exposed on TV, and then everyone's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? You're a devil. Get the hell out of here. We hate you." Blah blah blah, and then. Yeah, a fucking lynch mob comes and out. And then I- Akira's like, Miki, I haven't changed. I'm the same person. And Miki's like, you are the same person. You haven't changed at all. I love you. You're my family. That's... That whole fucking, like, twi- Twitter-stagram oh Miki montage of her, I'm a like, devil man, too. The... Yo soy devil man también. Like, God, like, I... I was dying. <laughs> I can't. Je, sou- je suis na- <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Nikki. <laughs> I was moved. No, it was. I, no, no. Here's because it was because no. it was real. It's like whenever yeah. you whenever you open your soul on the internet, not like to, like you will get like you will get people you will get people agreeing with you, but it's 
it's sprinklings and, of hope in a sea of hatred. Yeah. A, a chorus of human monsters demanding that you kill yourself. And, like, I just made a kind of dismissive joke there. Because <laughs> Je ne sois un pipe or whatever is, like, the funniest thing to me. <laughs> but, like... I will be like I'm gonna be completely honest with you, and I love being honest about this kind of shit. I had tears in my eyes the entire episode, and at the end of it, I broke down sobbing. Yeah, that was the hardest I've cried in well months because, I mean, anybody who's seen BoJack, the penel the penultimate episode of BoJack fucked me up. I still oh, I real bad. I still haven't seen that season of BoJack. Me neither. I'm well, not ready I mean, for it. I just I have mean, it. You're prob- this you're probably this show not- was the only thing keeping me up to speed on cartoons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. I'm like, I'm not sure I've watched a Wee Bear Bears in like a year. Yeah. But, and the you know, back to the point, it's like, that episode was like, I mean, I feel like a lot of the ultimate themes were like, pl- like, ultimately played out, you know, man is the real monster. That's what the the theme of that episode and the show as a whole, but particularly that episode, was about. And it's like, we've seen that a hundred million times. Yeah. And we've seen that done a hundred million excellent times. But I've never seen it done uh, this way of like, again, it's just like humanity's, it's the contrast of humanity's limitless capacity for cruelty and humanity's simultaneous limited, limitless capacity for love and acceptance and um, bravery mm-hmm. in in the face of... Um, Resilience, you know. Yeah. In, 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 the, in the face of, the fu- of, of such utter violence and hatred. And by the, the end of it, I was so overwhelmed that I, w- I just, like, sobbing, weeping. And it's and, so and, and, and utterly destroyed. When she's running and the song plays again and the... track metaphor and even at the very end where it like zooms out and then it has that like cool down moment with her and akira on the bike and that beautiful song oh man i really fucking needed that where it was just like yeah i really needed that too i i needed that so that i could so i could finish crying before the final episode because like you can't watch that and then not immediately go to the last episode no um and I also feel that as a, a, a on a macro scale, it, was, it uh, served a very important uh, role in storytelling because what that episode did was that it, I mean, in a very cathartic and important way, killed off every character that um, was left that made the audience that made the audience care about this world, and also Akira himself. But like a- after episode nine, you don't care what happens. Yeah. to the world in episode 10. No, because who was left? Like, it, Other than no, Akira. Literally no one. So it, so it allows for that episode to have, like, the, the like, full-on, like, hyper-destructive, you know, cataclysmic final battle where you don't care about um, casualties because even if there are people left, you... Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. Because literally everybody that the audience cares about even if they're like characters that you hated somebody who died in episode nine made you sad mm-hmm. and to some extent made you upset to see that character die or maybe in episode and, seven or eight with uh the the rest of nikki's family like by the end of episode nine both akira and the audience have nothing left to care about except for vengeance against 
Rio. Yeah. And that, and that's the important and that's the important part about like the the whole like the the the, bra- the bravery that it takes to stand up to cruelty. Like yes, obviously we need to we need to be brave and cling on to our compassion, but like why this is ultimately a tragedy is because it's like, you know fucking what? Like the the way things are in Devilman and in a lot of ways, it, it mirrors the world, like, the ratio between hatred and compassion, the whole point of Devilman is, it's not gonna fucking work. Like, you, like, there's too many people not making that choice. Yeah. There's too many people yeah, not the making co- the choice co- for compassion. I was... Yeah, there are no. people who made the choice for compassion and bravery, and, like... Twelve people just, uh, hugging Devilman and putting down their stones to throw isn't gonna do anything. Y- no. Yeah, the, the compassion and bravery was... Thoroughly snuffed out by hatred, yeah. and and like, the idea and that like trust like, and 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 everything, just and even put all God, that. God, they even fucking put Trump in the anime, and I was like, <laughs> you awesome. Uh, yeah, and then they're like the America like invaded Russia. And I'm like fucking Christ. All right, all right. Are we doing this? I guess we're doing yeah, this. We're doing it. Like whatever. God shows up. Like, it's crazy. Cause like a couple people were, cause like a couple people were like, you know, like, you you, you can take Devil Man very surface level, and some people got dismissive of like, oh, what the fuck's the point if it all ends super bad? And I'm like, y'all don't, y'all, no y'all literally don't know what a literary tragedy is like supposed to no. be. Cause like honestly, like they they have fallen out of favor. Like there's not a yeah. lot of tragedies anymore. No, you know we don't want tragedies very much. I, and yeah, I, I've read a lot of reviews. It's a reflection it's a of the cautionary nature of the world. tale. No one knows what that is anymore. They fucking change as far back as like changing the ending to Little Shop of Horrors. Like, yeah. word, like, and like, I read a lot of reviews. Changing the end of Dodgeball, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> uh, and like, I read a lot of yeah, reviews a- when the show first came out, and like, people were t- treating it like any other anime where they review like the first few episodes, and like, it's I don't sexy know, Attack on Titan. Oh god! Or, but even then, where people are like, <laughs> oh, it's just like sex and gore, and it's not about anything, and blah blah blah, and I'm like, you can't. You no, can't that's everything talk else a guy did. You can't did, you did can't review a show. Like- I'm sick of, you know, I understand reviewing stuff if it's a simulcast. You you can only go by what's out, but honestly, reviews as shit is airing aren't useful, especially no. in anime. Like you don't know what a thing is until it's done. You ha- And it's fucking pointless especially in a situation like this where the entire show was available from the word go. Exactly. A, we ran into this issue with Bojack season one and like fucking people we were like, oh, the first six That's episodes a- aren't that great. And it's like, well, what about the so- other six episodes? There's a narrative through line. There's a buildup. We can't this go is- straight to the gay, sad, tragic story until we give a, understand what we're dealing with here. Man, sitcoms really ruin television. Yeah. I don't mean like, I will agree that like the first two thirds of the show, it feel it, it, like it feels like it's not especially about anything because it it has not yet come together. Exactly. But yeah, you're looking at you're you're critique you're negatively cri- critiquing an a work based on an incomplete view of it, which is something that I'm trying to avoid. Like I'm trying I'm currently playing through Near Automata and I'm not loving it, but I want I'm trying to like hold my tongue as best as I fucking can. The, it's still me. I yeah. only Until I, I only know a little bit about like the final 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 ending and. I really don't know where you'll stand on it. I'm I'm curious to know how you'll feel about the thing. The, I mean, like, the first ending I hated, but I knew that that wasn't the end of the game. Like, that's not the point. Yeah. I'm not, okay. We're not doing this now. <laughs> anyway, because, um. I mean, we, we still have that last episode to get through. And there was one other yeah. thing I wanted to talk about, but I don't know if we're going to have time for it. But we should... 
Uh, not bring it up. Well, one of the moments that stood out to most to me personally, I mean, I'm, a lot of this show is, is very personal because there's a lot of gay stuff and all this metaphor of being a demon and being ostracized and being other, blah, blah, blah. But the bit where Akira comes to Ryo's apartment after, soon after his parents die and he's like going on a rampage and he can't control himself and he's just a mess and Rio sits him down in the bed and he's just like I'm angry all the time I can't control myself I feel like a baby you know what the fuck is going wrong with me I don't know what to do I don't know what to do what is this I don't know what to do and I had an experience like that pretty recently because I switched my medications I used to be on uh, Prozac uh, antidepressant. And Prozac kind of just completely kills all feelings that you have mm. completely. And I was pretty stagnant and I, I didn't have emotions. And then I switched to a new medicine and I started having feelings again. But that first few months was so overwhelming and scary because I was feeling oh, angry. Shit, these things. I was feeling angry. And I've n- I hadn't felt angry in so long and just like getting so angry and so horny. I hadn't had sexual desires in such a long time and just like being overwhelmed by it felt like going through puberty again. It was like I'm angry and horny all the time and I don't know what to do with myself and I don't know what this is. Like I what is happening? Like what's go like and I, I, I really like that scene because it's like, yeah, you feel like a baby. You feel like a stupid baby and you can't do anything and you don't know why you have these feelings and these impulses. Um, and like for him, it was like his puberty just like fucking shot him in the dick. But it was like... <laughs> his you know, huge, like, huge dick. But having all puberty your inhibitions just the- like stripped away that you have come to rely on and just being like... I don't know how to control these feelings. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Why am I angry all the time? You know, and it's, I mean, I've I've worked on it more and it's ultimately been better for me, but I I really, really related to that scene a lot. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot. And it, it, it's so bittersweet that like it, I feel like for, for the themes and for the overall, for, for the whole thing as a package, it it kind of I feel like it needs to be like like graphic exploitative sexual hyperviolence. I mean, maybe not mm-hmm. needs needs, but like I think it would be lesser without it. It wouldn't. But be also, the same. it's 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 shitty because some people legitimately can't watch that shit. And no, I they understand. Can't. And I would never disparage anybody for not being able to. And I would never talk shit on somebody like, oh, fucking put up with it, baby. Like, no. No, 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 no. I, like, the first episode, like, went down so poorly for me that, like, I almost quit. Yeah. I was like, and it, that's yeah. the, that, that's the litmus test. I mean, like, I episode one is a good litmus the... test, I guess. I mean, you're it's, not, you're not in great... that far. The last three fucking minutes of episode one are hard to watch. Hmm. And it sucks because it does have so many relatable themes and moments and things. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sad that some people can't watch it. it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the show is at some points beautiful. Like I think that the the way that it ends, it's so beautiful, uh, in like utter desolation and misery. Some as, someone as, do the someone do I'll do it. Someone do the freakazoid joke where anytime anything bad naughty happens, it just cuts to like a flower field with puppies in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's gonna be most of the show. And 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 but yeah, the finale with with Uasa's directing is so amazing. Like. 
it it reminded me a lot of the ending of ping pong with yeah. the the baton passing and like using the sports metaphor as like communication <laughs> failure for the uh, baton passing bit was so good yeah this this failure of communication um and and again it, it reminded me of the climax of ping pong where it was like you like you, you you warp out of what's actually happening and you go into like these kids into like their childhood psycho whatever and they're like singing and i don't know it's just very good but my my fa- my favorite part about like my favorite part about Rio as a character is like how like there's so many you know there's so many villains out there with like either backstories or traits or motivations that you can feel try to feel for to get why they do what they do but you know honestly like his like his legitimate love of Rio not Rio of Akira I mean I'm sure he loved himself but like Rio's legitimate love for Akira was it struck me when I read the manga and it struck me with Crybaby in like so many different ways that I I can't like fully parse because you don't have the time for it because it it didn't even like you know usually that's like the it wasn't even necessarily his downfall. It wasn't even necessarily his no. major motivation. It was just it a character trait. And it ultimately... I guess it ultimately was his downfall. Because he couldn't kill him and he should have. Um, I mean, but, his down... I, if it was his motivation, this would have been, like, a bad show. It was part It was uh, part of his motivation and part of his downfall. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah. Like, in the manga, the ending is a little different. Ryo gives a different speech. You know, he, he gives a different speech. He gives a speech where he basically... Well, he gives a speech where he explains himself. Yeah. And what he was trying to do and why he did what he did. In this show, it, it doesn't really do that because the focus is on his Grant, I mean, Grant, maybe the translation will be different. I don't know. No, I... I, I, I oh, you, like, looked at the... Okay. No, it's very different. Because uh, c- I only know about the scans, and so I don't know what those were translated like. No, the uh, scan... Well, because the scans, it's, it goes through this whole process where he's like... God was my dad, and I was banished from hell, and then I came to Earth, yeah, yeah. and I liked the demons, and I wanted to fight for their right the- to live, and God said they shouldn't because he sucks, and we fought, and then I came back from to Earth after a while and found all these humans, and they were fucking shit up, and they were ruining the world with the, their bad environment, and we were like, why are you taking Earth away from us? So I have to kill the humans to make room for the demons so we have a right to exist, but then I realized that I became just as bad as my dad because all I was doing was committing mass genocide like he did and not respecting these beings' right to live. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. We didn't get that in this show. And then, like, and then it, 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 it frames all of that and then, like, re- like Akira is just not saying anything. And then the final, like, one of the final panels is just like him. Like, it reveals that he's been dead all the time. And the thing was, the thing about that was, we we don't get, we don't actually get like a visible acknowledgement from Rio or like Satan at that point that they come. I mean, obviously, well, Akira is er- missing his lower half. But like, yeah. there's not that moment where he like he like, hey, like, what's up? Why aren't you talking? He doesn't have that breakdown. So it's not me, a break. It it's like, not like a resigned thing where it was like, yeah, ah, it, yeah, you're not alive anymore, huh? I yeah. It's, so to me, I, I always read the manga as like, well, yeah, he probably obviously knows he's dead. And he's just like, he's just like talking to him just because he's got no one else to fucking talk to. It was a very Wilson moment. Yeah, uh, it was very much but, just like. Hmm. Part of me was also like, maybe he's just so detached from humanity that he doesn't even really understand fucking life like that anymore so maybe maybe he just maybe he just like on some weird subconscious level understands that like akira can't talk to me anymore but he doesn't really get why 
I don't know. But then, but know. then with the anime, there was that crying and the the more the bigger acknowledgement, and that was just like that yeah. hit me because I wasn't expecting it. I mean, that's um, where we get our, our our love confession basically, because the love yeah. confession there wasn't really a confession in the in the the manga was weird. It was like it wasn't Psycho Jenny. It was Xenon or whatever. Where it was like. Yeah. You had this whole plan, and the blah blah blah. And here's the plan. I'm gonna explain yeah, what the I plan was. Psycho Jenny. And then, but you didn't intend to fall in love with Akira Fudo, did you? And Ryo's like, "Well, what did you expect? Beat? I'm a hermaphrodite." Yeah, right, yeah. It was very much. A, it was very much a Gona guy going like, "Don't worry, it's not gay." Yeah, that the whole. That's the thing about Ryo's design. It's cool that we can reclaim it for being more progressive, but the whole point of that was so he could be like, shit, why does Ryo do the thing that he does? I guess if he really- why would he want to save Akira if he's Satan? I guess he's in love with him, but then that would be gay. I'll give him tits. I'll fix- fixes everything. I mean, I, it, also, it also helps that Satan's an angel, and angels don't necessarily have yeah. the same gender, but- like, Exactly. Yeah, right. no, that was absolutely his excuse. It was and, just convenient. And, you know, he, he's definitely, like, more referencing... Man, fuck that. I hate that. He's definitely referencing <laughs> I more... I know that. That sucks. I mean, I, it's not I confirmed, like, I but hey, it's listen, very clearly we don't know. Happened. We don't know what's in Gona Guy's heart. Uh, no, nah, I'm just fucking kidding. He's Pretty sure like, that's how it went down. Especially considering... <laughs> like, his heart is full of cum. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, where it's stored. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, you know... And, and all angels in the Devilman universe look like that. And mo- most iterations of the manga have this, like, opening chapter. We see a bunch of angels, and they all have, you know, this this kind of... I don't know how to describe it, because I don't want to say intersex, because that's an actual, like, thing that real people yeah. have. Whereas this is a fantastical, kind of romantic, classical version of, like, mythical beings' yeah. interpretation of multi-gender... Or, non-binary gender existence so it's like gender's not, weird for people it's even weirder for demons it's not yeah it's it's not a visceral representation of actual queer body but it's more like an idealized and that way hermaphrodite is an accurate translation even if it like is a lot loaded. of queer representation in media sometimes you just gotta take what you can get yup yup <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I remember people saying, like, "I gotta watch through all this violence to get to the gay shit." I was like, "You can find it elsewhere." I mean, you gotta look. There's not that much. Mm-hmm. You can find it. But Nikki, did you, you can s- find it in shows where nobody's heads get chopped off? What? But Nikki, you know, you didn't know about the twist. So how did you feel? About yeah, how'd, it? how'd you how'd you feel about the about Rio's breasts? Well, what I was like, I was like. Why is this asshole doing this? And like during the, after the the TV thing, I was like, so wait, so he's working with demons. What is he doing? Is he the demon king? And then uh, then he's like, I'm Satan. And I'm like, oh, you got it. Okay, all right, <laughs> you win. Yeah, like with yeah, right. it was funny with Lucy because like, Lucy's like, is he? What is he? Is he? An, is he? A, is he Jesus? And I'm like, no, Lucy, he's the opposite of Jesus. <laughs> I was watching it with Lucy, and she had like, she was like, "What is he? Why is he? Uh huh? What? Eh? Eh?" For some reason, Satan was the yeah. last thing she came to. Yeah, because I'm like, cause, I mean, the whole time that he was like making things so, so, so bad, I'm like, why is his dick when he's like being like full on demagogue? And he's like, why is his dickhead doing this? Like, to what end? And to like, like, who is this benefiting? And like, honestly, the. Him being Satan was possibly the most satisfactory answer I could have gotten for those <laughs> Honestly, questions. Honestly, it was the only answer that would make sense. Like, 
probably go Nagai came to the same conclusion. Like, yeah, why is Rio like this? Maybe he's Satan. Why is he so bad? Yeah. But then why is he so nice to Akira and would go out of his way and turn Akira into something that would directly contradict his plans and be a burden to him? You know, his whole motivations are... Do you guys remember when we're... I'm sorry. I'm no, it's fine. It's like his I'm motivations are contradictory and muddled and confusing. Go- Gonagai did, Gona did what every other queer baiting straight show is afraid to do with its male male characters who like each other a whole, whole lot. Like, just like they're clearly in love. Just shut up and admit it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a bit more one sided. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. But uh, but even still, just just like you know, because like that's what happens with a lot of fandom. Which is also a very real thing. That's yeah. what happens is with a lot of fandom. Is it's like, why does this bad guy keep letting the hero live? It's like because he wants to fuck him. And I mean, part of it is because Rio was never honest and never like yeah. explained himself in any capacity until literally the very end. And even so, like he was just like, "Hey, Akita, come join me. We'll live together forever." And Akita's like, "What the fuck?" Like. If you knew me, you would know I wouldn't want to do that. How could you say you like me if you don't even know me? If you don't know me by now, you ain't never gonna know me. Like, it was just, it's, that's part of the tragedy. It's like, Rio was so detached from everything. That even the person that he cares about the most, that he wouldn't even uh, the, put two and two together, the, the, that this plan the would not work. The only person he cares about at all. Yeah. Uh, but it was a bad plan. Um, yeah. Do you remember when we were in his apartment and the and it's a 666 over the like ornate gate and there's a Bible behind it and I'm like, fuck that. Fuck this. Fuck this did shot. Did you know that was the, t- did that give away the twist though? <laughs> when he was reading well, about Satan. It didn't give away the twist. Because was... anime loves useless Judeo-Christian iconography. <laughs> That's the thing. It was so obvious. I was more distracted by how mad I was <laughs> than by, like, the... Because I guess I was also giving the show too much credit to be, like, the, he's the super devil. To be, like, no, this is just, like, bogus, more, like, bogus on-the-nose imagery, like the Last Supper shit in the beginning. No, totally. It was bad. And, like, even Lucy was, like, really? And I was, like, yeah. No, yeah, there's, like, a couple of moments where the show is so, like, ex- like on the nose that it sucks. <laughs> it's just like, like I said, like this show is ultimately great and it's like beautiful and moving and like really challenging, but there are moments when it's dog shit. Yeah. yeah. It's good though. It's yeah. good. All right, I, I think, yeah, so, I, I think we're, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah. 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 It's a challenging work. Um, it's certainly not for everybody, but I, I think it is ultimately enriching when you stick through, uh, to the end, which, Hopefully everybody who has listened to this far has already listened. I mean, you know what? Honestly, do what you want. I'm not the I'm not the boss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're like, I don't know if this is going to have content that I'm okay with. I'd rather just listen to other people talk about it, which I do about horror stuff all the time. So, like, yeah. you do you, man. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, and this is not um, to denigrate you because I get it. Like, you don't have any stomach for it. And I'm frankly, like, I don't know, like you still want to know what happens to James Sunderland. That's fine. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what happened to him because I'm like, no, I'm going to play the game. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Every every yeah. time we do like a super sporadic episode, um, we'll 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 check back and see if Nikki's actually played it. Yeah, I don't expect everybody to have my honestly pathological not. It's kind of stuff just doesn't do doesn't freak me out at all. But most people aren't like me. Most people didn't start getting into the weird and macabre 
really young and not i don't know i don't know your life i don't want to presume to know your life and i don't know what you've been through so just take care of yourself first watch the ovas they're 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 less or you you know what's a great way to take care of yourself by watching a show that we would have talked about every week if we were still doing the show watch some okko yeah yeah that's like okko is like my hero academia but american OKKO is legitimately so good and so honest and so earnest and so, so uplifting and and cute and, and so like funny. They, they and the animation and the experimental visual style is so great. It, it they put Captain Planet on an episode and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. And it was great. It's truly excellent. It's like I feel like. I don't know if Cartoon Network is faltering or whatever. They C- make a cable, lot of popular shows, so people get mad at Cable television is faltering. Them. It's not Cartoon Network's fault. Yeah. Their, their air yeah. schedule Listen. is ruining them, not their content. Well, yeah. again, because like, well, no, one, like, no one's watching cable, so it's like the, the advertisers aren't there. Yeah. Yeah. The point is that like Cartoon Network has another immense fucking hit on their hands. And like if you've been sleeping on OKKO, which, hey... I have a little bit. I'm way behind. Same. They yeah, release an entire like, like, season over the course of three months. Yeah, well, it's like it's been buck ass wild. Um, also, if you're like me and Nina, and you read RPG World back in the early 2000s, <gasps> and were kind of pissed that it never got oh a resolution, kind of does here. I'm so happy. I have I my um, I have my autographed copy RP- of RPG World. Ian Jones Qwerty, and he did an episode with his old character. It's so cute. My favorite, my favorite fun fact about like OKKO OK and also Steven Universe, uh, I learned from listening to the, the official Steven Universe podcast. Really fucking solid podcast, not just about Steven Universe, but also just like that podcast goes way more into like the nitty gritty cartoon production, like scheduling and what everybody's job is and what everybody does, and like mm-hmm. how to fucking make a car- studio network cartoon. But also like they they have a lot of fun and interview interview loads of people top to bottom in production. And one like multiple times, uh, they they get Rebecca Sugarney and Jones Cordy in the in the booth together to talk, and they always talk about how when they were developing both shows together, like in tandem, they always dreamed about doing a crossover episode where they fused the two shows together, and each character was assigned like a fusion, and the whole worlds were combined, and they were like, oh, this would be easy if we both get a show, and then they, um, I think it was called like like. It was a portmanteau of Steven Universe and uh, the original title, something Turbo. Lakewood Plaza. Lakewood Plaza. Yeah, Turbo. yeah, Lakewood Plaza. Like, like Steven Plaza Turboverse or something like that. And they got into actual cartoon production and realized, oh wait, we would need a hundred percent new art assets for literally everything. We would essentially have to develop an entirely <laughs> new show from the ground up. Yeah. And it would not be easier. It would be harder and impossible. And it's never going to happen. It would be like making a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> like from scratch. I like, ultimately it's fine that they, they changed the name. I missed the name Lakewood Plaza. Turn yeah. I mean, it's still the name of I the also, Lakewood Plaza. Yeah. I also miss, I, I, also, I, I miss Gohan's but, voice actress's KO. Yeah. What I miss more than anything is the original design of Lakewood Plaza Turbo, where it was just a shitty strip mall. <laughs> That's a lot funnier to me. But like, as the show, I don't, I don't have nothing mean to say about the it's show. So uh, some other things I don't want you to sleep on. Like we mentioned this briefly. BoJack season four, I think, was better than BoJack season three. 
Oh. Um, see, That's like, funny, because like me and Tooch have been sleeping on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to say this. I feel like season three was heading in a direction where if they had continued in that direction, the show would have tanked. Um, season four makes the necessary precautions to not, like, f- um, <clears throat> fall in the pitfalls that season three kind of marked. Hmm. So it takes a show in a direction that allows it to flourish. Um, and part of that is, as a result, like, all the char- none of the character arcs necessarily interact with each other, which is ultimately kind of a necessity for the, the season to work coming off of where season three ended and everyone's relationship with BoJack. Um, and it also sets up for a very interesting uh, season five that I'm going to love the, like, the, you know, the Hollywood skullduggery that the show is so good at. This show taught me what a producer actually does. Yeah. That's an amazing feat, honestly. I got, I, now I yeah. really want to watch it for, like, specifically Same. that. It's excellent. And as always, like, I mean, BoJack has this amazing way of pacing itself where the emotional climax of every episode is the second to last episode which allows the final episode to be a come down where all the plot threads kind of calmly get resolved um which i think more shows should do that because a lot what a lot of tv shows will do is they'll have the explosive climax at the last episode and then you have to wait six to nine months for like the actual resolution of what just happened bojack sidesteps that in a really really elegant way yeah it does um that i that i think because it's done that with literally every season. Then I think that, like, more shows should take um, to heart. And I actually think that, like, Devilman Crybaby did a pretty good job. Yeah. I feel like the emotional crux of, of the series was episode 9. And episode 10, while still being very emotional and very important, was able to be more of a come down and a resolution. A like, catharsis. A like a tra- Like a yeah. classical tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, something that exactly. something that I've been watching. Well, I mean, if you had a thought to finish, because I'm going to talk about something else that I saw. I don't. Oh, okay. I was about to ask you. Uh, I recently watched Coco. Oh, I still um, haven't seen it. It's oh, Coco's excellent. It's really solid, and I and I uh, I I teared up the first couple of moments that they wanted me to tear up at, but I didn't cry. But then, like at the very end, at an actual genuine moment, I fucking bawled. My I dropped all pretense and bawled openly. Um, no. it's, it's really, it's, it's really, it's real good. It's, it's got, it does have like the ABC plot Pixar, ABC three act Pixar structure. Like I did see some of the twist coming ahead of time just cause I've seen movies, but it is really good. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's fun. The songs are good. You know, it's a really fucking, it's a, it's a good Pixar. It's a good Pixar movie. Yeah. I've, I've seen it said, and I fully agree with this, that post Toy Story three Pixar has done two Pixar tier Pixar quality movies. The first was Inside Out, and the second was Coco. Yeah, yeah. Inside, I, I um, would put Inside Out just a little bit above Coco. Yeah. I think I also agree that Inside Out was better. I Inside um, Out is Coco a movie was, that I cannot see again because I will die. Yeah, but um, you also if you like liked part parts of Book of Life, but not all of it, which was you me. might find yourself really liking. Yeah, yeah but, you might find yourself really liking Coco because yeah. like there's a, a pitfall that you that. Is off that people often fall in with stuff like this, where it's like, oh, these are movies with similar pre- premises or similar settings, so they got grouped together, like um, Happy Feet and the other Penguin movies, Surfs Up, or like Finding Nemo and Shark Tale, which are two movies about fish that ha- share no thematic or narrative similarities. Yeah. Um, the thing about Book of Life and Coco is that they actually do. It is a lot about like you know honoring the memory of the of 
the departed and what it means to or even the fact that the protagonist wants to be a musician and the parent family doesn't want them to yeah there's actually a a lot more parallels than um there usually are i think both movies are ultimately doing different things um I th- I feel like Coco is certainly a tighter package. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I feel like I, and and it, it's it's a it's a lot less flabby. It's I think it's a lot stronger executed. Yeah. Although um, I, I do that being that being said, I do enjoy Book of Life, and I definitely I definitely hate falling into the the pit trap of like trying to compare and contrast which is the better movie, especially since you know we, we can don't have get a two whole lot Day of the Dead movies. Yeah. Exactly. Like, cause, yeah, because like, it's 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 about more a wider representation of like cultures and media like yeah no like like i i wish there was a fucking third one we could talk about like his yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah more mexican movies yeah it, it, like coco was maybe um... the next one doesn't have to be about day of the dead though <laughs> yeah as fun like hey it's a fucking good holiday it's a good looking and yeah. i fucking i dig it's my favorite kind of halloween yeah yeah but yeah um... yeah i haven't seen it because movies in new york <laughs> oh. city are like 15 dollars and i'm poor and that, I haven't gotten remi- movie pass yet. That reminds that reminds yeah, me I, of a thought I had earlier about like if Mucha Lucha was still around, would Lucha <laughs> Underground crossover with it? And the answer is absolutely. Yeah. It would be direct. Can we bring be a direct back Mucha DVD, Lucha like, for that, please? Like when John Cena kicked the shit out of Fred Flintstone, yeah. or however way however way that that broke. It's probably the other way yeah. around. I don't know. Isn't John Cena not allowed to lose? Who cares? <laughs> I can't, I can't go down this rabbit hole. Um. I guess one other thing I want to say from earlier is that uh, Captain Underpants is a perfect adaptation of Captain Underpants. Yeah, Lucy I told me I was so good. It. I want to see it. Rico, my Rico, my girlfriend, is a very big fan of Captain Underpants. Uh, I slept on it as a kid because I could only afford a few books of the book fair, and I was buying the Guinness Book of Records in Garfield. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, well, here's what I'll say about Captain Underpants is that, like, you have to go into it with the right mindset. Is that Captain Underpants, the source material, had two schools of humor. One really subversive anti-authoritarian humor, and then just poo-poo pee-pee jokes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, and I'm gonna say it's about a 30s, uh, a 35-65 split, like it was in the books. So you gotta be ready for a lot of the jokes to be it's, exceptionally broad. It's literally <laughs> a whole. It's literally a whole book franchise on the Mister Poopy Butthole joke in Rick and Morty. Kind of, yeah. yeah but like. The subvert and like it's fine. It's for kids. It's a kids movie. Um, the subversive humor that like I remember so much from Captain Underpants is fucking top notch. <laughs> it's a re- it's really really well done. Um, and it got Oscars. It got Oscar snubbed. I mean, Coco's gonna win. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, what I've been up to, uh, I actually joined another podcast very recently. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, I actually recorded my first episode with them yesterday. Um, so I've been volunteering with an organization in New York City called Animation Nights New York. It's a monthly independent animated screening um, event. So every month we have a program of independent animated short films from all over the world that we screen. And I've been working with them for about a year now, and we have an animator interview series that I've been doing where we interview our animators that we feature. And Animation for Adults is a podcast and website where we host our animator interview series. And then they also just have their own podcast where they talk about cartoons in actually a very similar way to old Toon Goons. They have a news segment, then they talk about the show, and then they have like an end segment where they talk about what they've been watching. Um, and I was like, huh, I used to do a show like that almost exactly. 
And I was invited to join. And they brought me on, and they're, everyone's very gracious. They're all very nice. You know, Rachel and Chris and Dan. I, I, we did an episode about Mary and the Witch's Flower, the new Studio Punnick film, which um, if you want to know about my thoughts on that, you can listen to that episode whenever the heck it comes out. You should check it. If you like our show and you're sad that we've been making episodes, uh, you should, could check out their show because it's very similar um, in structure. Uh, yeah, it's animation for adults. And that's where you'll be hearing me more often, probably, because this Toon Goons, I'm glad to be doing it again, because chemistry with Nikki and Tooch is still the best, but... Oh yeah, no, we're, we're better, we're better than them in every way, shape, and form, and I'll, and you know, <laughs> it's, it's fine, I understand, you know, it's fine to be replaced, I don't mind. Uh, you uh, left first, sir. <laughs> we're gonna pull punches Oof. here. <laughs> oh, wow. Oof. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, 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 to wrap up what we're doing here, like, we love we love doing this show, but, like, it's, for all of us, it's a huge time commitment, and it's something that, like, I mean, I have, I work two jobs now. I work seven days a week most weeks. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, uh, work two jobs in spirit. One I get paid for, the other I'm trying to get paid for. I, I you know, was working my two jobs, job. and then I lost one job, so I have to find another job. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we love doing this, and we would... I, I want to say that it's very likely that we will come back and do this again at some point. Um, but uh, so keep you know keep the podcast in your RSS feed in your iTunes subscription because we'll be back when we can. But like it's it simply can't be regular at this time, and we really apologize for that. And also, I would like to apologize personally for us just kind of ghosting um, at at the beginning of last year. Um, the the dynamic between just me and Nina was like just not the same. No. Um, it which is weird because we've yeah. we're siblings, but it's like yeah, because that that, that a, was one of my takeaways was I was just like they've literally spent their entire lives together. They got this. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like, it, it felt weird to like codify it in 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 the form of this podcast without like the. Str- I yeah. don't think our episodes um, with just the two of us were bad. It just wasn't the same show. It, it, yeah, it wasn't the show. It wasn't as fun to do, and like the the desire, the spark wasn't there either. Um. We'll um we'll do this again irregularly. Yeah, but uh, no promises. Some, yeah, some, and, something's and I, gotta I, catch our eye. Yeah, and I really I would I would like to say just the most profuse thanks to everybody who stuck with us and and has supported us throughout the years that we've done this show, yeah. and who stuck with us enough to even see that this episode came out yeah, on right. our feed. I, on, I'm on honestly on interested if anybody's gonna <laughs> notice this. One. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, that's I mean, how the internet like, goes. Part of like peak tunes. These are discussions that we want to have no matter what. We have fun talking to each other. Hopefully, you guys have fun listening. But um, I, I, I really do apologize for how we just kind of fell off the face of the earth as Toon Goons um, for all of 2016. Um, it was 2016. Like nobody was happy. And, it was yeah, a bad and, year, uh, not just like, in general, and, but like, it's not personally. It's, it was bad year for all, me. Yeah. Part of me, part of me, does always think back and wonder, like, what if, like, what if we did keep doing it? What if I didn't decide that I ultimately like couldn't schedule it anymore? And one answer was like, I legitimately couldn't schedule it, and it would have kept getting in the way. And I think ultimately, I would have started like one of the reasons that I felt like I needed to bomb, like, bounce was like, I'm starting to like resent doing this show, and I don't want to do that. Like, it was yeah. starting to get it was starting to get bad and i was like no that's this isn't real like this is me deflecting and i need to like fucking make a big boy decision 
Yeah. But I do have to say it was. Yeah. It was. And then also like you. I'm sorry, but like uh, and then also you two. Your schedules fell off too, so it's I just happened yeah. first. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I did. Like there was no way I could have done this show in 2017. No, if I moved to New Haven. I moved out on my own for the first time ever. I moved in with my boyfriend. I had, like so many huge life changes to me, and I didn't. Ha- I just did not have time to watch. You know, ten hours of cartoons minimum a week. Yeah. Um, which I miss. I. Like I was I thinking miss earlier, it so like, much. You have no idea. Th- when we were doing Toon Goons, that was the only time in my life, probably ever, that I could have watched all of Dragon Ball. I can never do that. I will not have that time. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I mean, I'll try, but like, I still have a lot of time. I mean, now that I haven't, I lost the one job. I need to get another job, but I did miss it a lot during 2017. It was rough for me. I was very lonely. I didn't have any outlets, and it would have been nice to have. But I understand. It just wasn't the time to do it and it just wasn't gonna work out but i don't know i made it through it and things are better for me now if i I think we're all all doing a lot better yeah so if you do want to um follow us individually which is really what we're you're gonna see of us more um i mean i'm not really doing much right now I'm, i'm very nose to the grindstone uh trying to get some shit together but if you want to see me um retweet uh, anti-police sentiment or um, fun socialist shit or be mad at uh, video games that I'm trying to like um, at Nikki the Rat on Twitter uh, beyond that I don't really have anything else going on right now yeah I'm I like I like post art on like Instagram and Tumblr but like what the fuck ever my main central hub is on Twitter at out of tooch um, and not on Twitter and then everything I do is going to be there basically yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I go on Twitter from time to time. I'll If I'm fixated on something, I'll tweet a lot about it, or sometimes I just whine. Um, I'm, I'm at Nini and Ichi, and then I guess there's my new show, which is Animation for Adults. And I have a very... Yeah, we'll, we'll link it. Yeah, and I also have a very, very carefully curated aesthetic Tumblr blog of all of my favorite things. No text posts. Proto Man. Of of all your favorite cartoon lesbians, yeah, pretty much, and all your little and all your and all your precious baby robot boys. Yep. Uh, so if you like any of the things that I like, you might like my Tumblr, which is Ninian One. Yeah. That's gonna do it for us uh, for this time. Um, <laughs> again, thank you so much for listening to everybody. Um, we, I really hope that you've enjoyed this, and if not. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Like, just take Have care of Have a good day. That's, that's all I ask of you. This, just take care of yourself and take care of somebody who needs it. I've been Nikki. I've been Nina. And I continue to be Tooch. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. All right, that's how we ended it. I forgot. Yeah. It came to me as it was happening. It was like, oh, yeah, it was just, oh the pun. Oh, the pun.